Hi, this is Brian and welcome to the Accelerated Fat Loss System. Now, this is a complete system and we're going to start at the very beginning, all right? So we want to build a nutrition foundation and upon that foundation, if we are diligent, then we can start to manipulate, and that's probably not a good word, but we can start to adjust some variables that allow your body to enter into an accelerated state of giving up body fat so that it can be converted into energy to run your body, all right? So that might sound esoteric, it might sound confusing. Um, I certainly don't mean to sound that way. As we progress, this is gonna make a lot more sense. I thought what we would do is allow you the simplest form of absorbing the information through audio. I'm gonna give people an opportunity to read if they prefer to read, but I find the nice thing about audio is it's a great supplement to reading, and in some cases, it allows people to get the information while multitasking, doing other things, whether it's preparing dinner, um, doing yard work, doing any you know tasks that need to be done at home while driving to and from work or anywhere else. So I thought we would just break this up into manageable audio files that you can listen to at your pace so that we make sure that we stay on pace over the next several weeks. My guess is, and it's a pretty strong guess here, that you're here because you want to change something about the way you look or the way, perhaps the way you feel or the way you, your body performs. And in my experience, the only reason that someone fails to get the health and fitness results that they are after is because they're being misled. At some level, they're attempting to change their body with what we will refer to as an ineffective technology or a, an approach that simply is not going to work long term. So as a fitness professional, over 20 years of experience, I've learned that simplicity equals success while complexity creates chaos and confusion. So my goal here with you in this program is to empower you with the knowledge and the skills to take your health and fitness really to wherever you want to go, to your highest desires. And with that, I've learned there are three prerequisites to getting the results that you seek, that you are, that you're going after. The first prerequisite is that the belief that achieving your goal is possible. That's so powerful and strong because if you don't believe you can do it, you're not going to. If you can believe, you're going to get it done. All right, at least you're gonna have a good chance of getting it done. There are two other prerequisites. I see it again and again over the past 20 years that after going through this, this exact same um, program, that having this exact same information that you're going through right now, people will email me or they'll text me or they'll call me or they'll, they'll see me in person and, and this is what they typically say, hey, you made such a difference in my life. And they tell me all sorts of awesome stories. But my response is always the same. I didn't do it. You did it. You get the credit. You did the work. I simply shared some knowledge 
with you so that you could achieve the results that you were looking for. So this is not, it's all, it's all on your shoulders. You're going to be the one achieving the results that you're looking for. What's really interesting though, is when I meet people before they get this information, before they get this technology, their stories are really, really different. For example, I have a client who started on a program by sharing her frustration and her experience with uh, on being on one of those really popular carbohydrate deprivation diets. She lost a significant amount of weight, almost 40 pounds in a pretty short period of time. And of course, she is thrilled. But then something happened. She eventually went back to eating carbohydrates, which ultimately we all have to do. We'll learn why later in the program. But really, within about six weeks, most of the weight came back on. And even worse, three months later, she'd gained another almost 10 pounds that she didn't have prior to going on that carb deprivation diet. So we're, we'll talk about the physiology behind quick weight loss and quick weight loss associated with dieting and that inevitable yo-yo effect, okay? But back to what we are primarily talking about right now is the prerequisite, number one, before you can truly get that long-term lasting healthful result that you want, you have to believe it's possible. And you have to stop believing that this flight of fancy ineffective technology could possibly work, okay? So right now, you believe at some level that you might be stuck in the body that you're in right now. If you believe your body won't change or can't change, well, guess what? That's gonna be the result that you get. So my first mission here is to convince you that change is absolutely possible, all right? Are you listening? This change that you want is absolutely possible, all right? But the belief is essential. Without it, results are not possible. So you need to believe, all right? So let's assume that you are a human being from the planet Earth. There's no difference between you and all the other people that we've worked with in the past that, tr that have traveled this exact same path that you're about to travel. You can, as well, achieve the results that you want. First, got to believe it. Okay, so the second prerequisite, once we get that belief in place, you need a technology that works. So <laughs> what am I talking about? A technology that works. So basically, we're talking about an approach that works. Okay, so here's an example. If I say to you, I want you to make some ice cubes and I want you to make some ice cubes by boiling water. How long would you try to make ice cubes by boiling water before you gave up? Boiling water in an attempt to make ice is an ineffective technology, and you absolutely cannot possibly do it. So that same theory applies for changing the way you look, the way you feel, the way your body performs. Until now, you might have attempted to lose some body fat or to get lean by going on a diet. And that approach is no different than trying to make ice cubes by boiling water, starving yourself, depriving yourself of calories. That's what people do traditionally to get lean, to lose body fat, to lose weight. It is an ineffective technology. It's an approach that is not going to work long-term. You're gonna learn why. So once you believe that change is possible, 
You simply need to follow a technology or a system that works. Something other than the diet trends of today and yesterday and decades before that. Something that's doable and sustainable. This program is going to provide you with that technology, okay? You can and you will lose body fat. You're going to get leaner. You're going to develop toned muscle tissue. You're going to feel and perform better. And you will be much, much healthier as a result. Okay, so let's say you've got the belief. Now you've got the technology. So number one and two are in place. Number three prerequisite, you have to follow through. It doesn't happen in a day and it doesn't happen in a week, but you will start to notice progression in the first week. As long as you continue to look for progression and not instant perfection, you will really be happy with this journey. You'll be happy with the journey that brings you all the improvement you want consistently and permanently. So let's quickly review those three prerequisites. Before you can get in shape, lose body fat, change your body, you need to A, number one, believe you can do it. Two, follow technology it works, that works. And three, follow through consistently but not perfectly. It really is that simple. Right now, we are working on the belief. We want to create that belief. We want to make it so strong that you are ready to take consistent action. And shortly, we'll give you the technology that works. And I know that you didn't come this far if you didn't intend to follow through. So let's get going. I realize that not everybody is interested only in weight loss. Some really want to become stronger or see improvement in their favorite weekend sport or to feel younger or simply feel better to be more um, functionally fit in whatever they do in their life maybe have more energy for their kids or for their grandkids or to be more productive at work perhaps the good news is the technology we're going to talk about will work for all of these things including weight loss lasting weight loss so when you start to follow this approach you're going to have more energy than you've had in years perhaps some people have said more energy than they've ever had in their entire life in fact Sometimes people tell me after they've gone through this program, it's interesting that they hardly even talk about the physical change alone. Although that was what they were initially after, they've achieved such great changes in every other area of their life. They tell me stories about how their life improved, their relationships improved, their jobs improved, et cetera, et cetera. And it really all came from just developing that self-confidence that they learned, that they acquired when they realized they finally have the power to literally control the way their body looks, feels, and performs. Let's talk about the weight loss industry, okay? It's a $70 billion industry. And so for those who are interested in lasting weight loss, I want to point something out. $70 billion per year industry that's how much people are spending every single year. And the industry is nearing a 99% failure rate. So what's wrong with this picture? Well, for starters, there are a lot of creators and marketers of health and fitness products and programs. There are a lot of business people and entrepreneurs who have learned how to tap into a very vulnerable American public craving improved fitness and health. Yet still, obesity and obesity-related disease, diseases, are, they're higher today than they've ever been in our country. 
I think we can all agree upon that most of the people investing all this money in trendy health and fitness diet and in, in products and programs, they are investing in things that don't work. But here's the craziest thing of all. Now, check this out. The fitness industry is the only one in the world where, as a rule, people fail to get what they pay for. And guess what? They blame themselves. In other words, they go on a diet for six months and down the road they end up getting heavier and generally less healthy and they say, oh, it was my fault. I had no willpower. I shouldn't have eaten that piece of cake, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let's contrast that with the fact that when you have the right technology, you're going to get the results you're looking for. So the truth is your results have far less to do with willpower and have everything to do with following an approach used to achieve the results you're looking for. So here's what I want you to hear. If you've ever failed to get a fitness result, a weight loss result that you wanted, please realize it's not your fault. It's not your failure. It was the failure of the program. Okay. Here's a good example. So let's say we wake up one beautiful fall morning and we go pull out our favorite pair of jeans and all of a sudden it's really difficult to button them. And because of that experience, we're struggling, we're struggling, we're pulling them on. We finally hit our breaking point and say to ourselves, that's it. I've had it. I'm going to go on a diet. So it could be any form of restricting calories. In this case, let's talk about those Weight Watcher clinics that are headed up by diet counselor, by diet counselors. Um, but it could certainly be a diet, uh, one of the latest diet fad books, or you could be following a YouTuber or an Insta guru who's talking about weight loss. Regardless, the goal is to reduce total calorie intake. So in the case of a diet center, the diet counselor sits down with you and says, well, it looks like you're taking in about 3,000 calories per day right now. What we want to do is cut you back to 2,000 calories. And we're going to give you these packages of food and these delicious tasting shakes. And so you start to think, okay, that sounds good. They're not actually going to give you those delicious tasting shakes and food packages. They're going to sell them to you. So you agree. And a week later, the first thing when you go back to the diet center that they do is they put you on the scale. And guess what? You lost five pounds in a week. So now you're feeling great about your progress and the calculator in your brain starts working. Wow, five pounds in a week? So um, in, in, eight, in eight weeks, I'll lose 40 pounds. And now, now you're really excited. So you stay on the diet. And after the second week, you lost another three pounds. Okay, well, it's not quite as much as the first week, but you know what? You're still excited. The weight is going down. Now, a funny thing happens about the sixth week. And anybody who's faithfully followed any calorie restriction program, you'll be able to relate to this. You get on the scale, just like you did the previous weeks. But on this day, the scale is no longer your friend. You weigh the same as you did the week before. But the diet counselor's ready. And she says, oh, don't panic. You just hit, here it is, it's the word they always use. You just hit the plateau. And the counselor continues. Now we put you on the advanced program. If you can hear a, a duck in the background, that's my uh, puppy squeezing his, uh, his little toy duck. So now we're gonna put you on the advanced program. We're gonna cut you back to 
1,200 calories a day, which just means smaller, delicious tasting meals and shakes. So you think to yourself, okay. And now you get on the advanced program. Sure enough, you start losing weight again. But now the weight loss is accompanied by this little voice inside your head that keeps crying out things like cheesecake, ice cream, chocolate. You decide these are cravings and start to question your own willpower. But you stay with it because you're losing weight. And of course, the diet counselor is cheering you on saying, stay with it. It's working. Eventually, our well-intentioned dieter hits her second plateau and weight loss stops again. And now these cravings are becoming overwhelming. And at this point, we don't just give in and have a little slice of pizza. We freaking eat everything in sight. And we, of course, we call that a binge. And now we feel very, very guilty. We feel like we blew the diet and we're going to gain all the weight back. And who do we blame? We blame ourselves, of course. And then six months later, a year down the road, when we weigh even more, what do we do? We go back to the diet center. We buy another diet book, download a new fad program off the, off the website because we rationalize, well, when I was on that diet, it worked because I weighed less, at least for a while. So here's what the diet counselor didn't tell you. First of all, when we're getting those cravings, they had nothing to do with willpower, okay? That was the result of these little chemicals called enzymes gaining up with some other chemicals in our brain called neurotransmitters trying to say to us, eat. You're depriving yourself of nutrients you need. Get some food. The problem is we didn't understand that our body needs nutrients. So we fought the cravings. Cravings are a built-in mechanism your body has for protecting you. When you need nutrition, your body tries to tell you to get some food. And the longer you fight it, the more it makes you crave the most calorie-dense food, which is fat, and the most energy-producing food, which is sugar. So these cravings ultimately lead you to fat and sugar. The next thing they don't tell you, when we're losing weight, we're actually losing three things. First thing we're losing, water weight. Losing water weight is meaningless in the quest for long-term weight reduction. The loss of water weight is quick and it's a trick, but it's temporary and it's not body fat. It doesn't, your body doesn't look any different if you lost 10 pounds of water. You're gonna feel very different, like very sluggish. However, losing weight, it's a cool little trick that if you run a diet center, you can congratulate your clients on their initial quick weight loss. It's just water. It's meaningless. So five pounds of water weight, unfortunately, that's not going to last, nor does it really lead to the ultimate out outcome that you're looking for. So you lose water weight. The second thing, you lose adipose tissue, which is just a fancy way of saying you're going to lose some body fat. And so that's good, right? We definitely want to lose some body fat when we, when that's a goal. And when we restrict calories, we will lose some body fat. But the other thing, the third thing that we lose, which is really detrimental, we're going to lose some muscle tissue. And this is really important to understand. And we'll get more into this later. But briefly, when a fat cell collapses, or goes away from your body, it doesn't just vanish. The only way you get rid of a fat cell is to send it inside of a muscle cell to be burned as energy. So 
understanding that the muscle that you have on your body right now, whether you think it's a little or a lot, can be considered your fat-burning furnace. Therefore, if you lose weight and any part of that weight that you lost comes from muscle tissue, basically you've taken your fat-burning furnace and you've made it smaller. You're making it more difficult to lose weight in the future. So the diet center, or you could be following a diet book, same thing, or you could be following a plan that your crazy cousin Eddie follows. The, the program that you're following is tricking the body into giving up weight, but it's temporary. It's meaningless water weight, and it's giving up metabolically active fat-burning muscle tissue. We end, up, we end up with cravings that are driving us to fat and sugar. We end up with a slower metabolism, a smaller fat-burning furnace, and our body becomes less efficient at burning fat and more efficient at storing fat. So that's what happens when you are going on a calorie, an excessive or longer-term calorie restriction diet. So basically, we end up having a harder time losing weight in the future, and we end up becoming heavier than we were even before we started the diet. So that's basically what calorie restriction does. And ultimately, every single person who attempts to lose weight permanently through calorie restriction, they end up struggling. And that's why the $70 billion weight loss industry has a 99% failure rate. Calorie restriction or deprivation dieting, it's destined to fail. It does not work. It's like trying to make ice cubes by boiling water. It's an ineffective technology. So let's talk about another myth. We're going to talk about this other myth because I want you to be armed with this information and because these people make me mad. This is my show, so this is my opportunity to set the record straight. So another part of this tremendous weight loss industry or fitness industry, all this deception going on, are these body part reducer. You've seen them on Facebook, Instagram. You've seen them historically on television and magazines. And a good example are like the six-pack abs these ab stimulator, any of these abdominal devices. I think that one of the first ones I can remember is that little device you'd stick between your legs and squeeze done by that lady on three's company called the Thigh Master. Do you remember the Thigh Master? Chrissy with uh, three's company was selling a Thigh Master. They made millions on that. You think squeezing that little device between your legs is going to give you the body you want? If you're lucky, you'll have strong adductor muscles. That's it. That's it, all right? So usually these things will come out in abundance around New Year's. You can turn on any TV or scroll your Facebook feed, and you're going to see them everywhere. It's all these six-pack ab things. So there's an illusion that if you get on this ab machine and roll around on the floor, you're going to end up looking like these great-looking fitness models on the infomercial. Well, first, let's realize those fitness models did not get that way by doing by using that piece of equipment that they're rolling around on the floor with. They obviously have a very regimented nutrition program and a complete technology they're following in terms of strength and conditioning. So don't be misled into believing that the secret was creating that, you know, this crazy device that you squeeze between your legs or roll on the floor is going to do anything beneficial to you. Also realize that working a specific muscle 
will not do anything to get rid of fat. It's just going to strengthen that muscle. The same is true whether you're using an ab device or, you know, an arm blaster, you know, the shake weight, oh, don't get me started, or any other muscle-specific device. It's an ineffective technology, and it cannot work, does not work. The best you could hope for is developing the muscle underneath the layers of adipose tissue or body fat. So if you want to reduce the weight, what you really need to do is get rid of the fat from all over your body. Your body cannot possibly send out a signal that makes it release body fat from a specific part of the body. Rather, your body releases fat from everywhere. You lose it proportionally from every part of your body. Now, I can hear you. I can hear you through this saying, wait a minute, Brian, I'm okay with the way my lower body looks. I just need to lose fat from my wherever, right? Or I'm okay with the way my stomach looks. I just need to lose the fat around my hips. That's why it's so important to separate the concept of losing weight from losing body fat. If you like the way your stomach looks, for example, chances are you don't have a whole lot of excess fat there. So when I say you're going to lose proportionally from all over your body, you're going to see the greatest reduction of body fat from wherever you have the most of it. All right. So you have to put your body in a state where, first of all, it's willing to free up body fat. And number two, it's willing to burn that fat as energy or fuel. That has nothing to do with an abdominal device, a thigh master, any body part reducers. So if anybody ever in the future is trying to sell you a device, no matter how fancy or expensive that equipment is, telling you it's going to make fat go away from one part of your body or reduce a specific area, you can keep scrolling, flip the channel, turn the page because you're being misled. And this is the problem with the fitness and diet industry. People are unscrupulous. They do not care about you. So now you're going to start to get protected and ignore these ding-dongs, okay? People buy these devices, they try them for a while, and they ultimately give up. Why? Because they don't work. Who do they blame? They blame themselves. They say things like, well, I didn't stick with it long enough. But the truth is, even if they stuck with it the rest of their lives, they would never get the results they're looking for because it's an ineffective technology. I remember I used to go in the very first gym when I was in my teenage years, and there's this dude who used to, we, we had this sit-up board. And by the way, sit-ups have been outlawed. They're horrible for your back, okay? So don't do sit-ups. Crunches, meh, could be okay. There's a lot of better ab uh, ways to do abs. But this dude would be on an inclined board with his feet locked into these little foam roller things doing inclined sit-ups. And the guy would crank them out forever, like hundreds of them. He'd walk in, get on the board, do all these sit-ups, and say, yep. And he would basically pat his belly, which looked like he had swallowed a bowling ball. Okay, so kind of put that in your mind. This guy, he's patting his bowling ball belly. And every day did the same thing. Hundreds of these sit-ups, inclined sit-ups, and said, I'm losing it. Pat, pat, pat. I'm losing it. Well, guess what? That poor guy never lost it. In the four years that I went to that gym through high school, he never lost it, but he thought he was doing a good thing. So the good news is when you learn to apply what we're teaching in this program, you're going to find that you can get rid of body fat permanently from everywhere. And really, you're going to love the way your body looks, the way your body feels, and the way 
your body performs. And probably even more important than that, you're going to stop feeling so frustrated around this whole issue of losing body fat. Okay, so we want to burn fat. So what do we do? Well, conventional fitness wisdom, or we could call it old theory, has directed us toward aerobic exercise, perhaps a treadmill or perhaps an elliptical machine. And now, now they're combining the two of them into a tread climber. Or today we could take a spinning class or maybe start into a running group. This old theory has been as long as you're doing aerobic exercise, you're going to lose body fat. But the truth is it's a total myth because it's not a complete technology. And I'll explain why. I'm not bashing on people who are in running groups. I love it. If I could run, I would be doing it myself. But running in and of itself or by itself is incomplete. We need to add some things to it, which we're going to talk about. So Let's say someone decides to start taking a spinning class or joining a running group because she wants to lose body fat. So her weight in terms of total pounds, maybe not so bad, but her fat distribution is off a little bit. So she signs up for three times a week, 40 minute spinning class. And after she gets the hang of it, she really likes it. She begins to really enjoy that class. And after a while, she moves on to the more advanced one hour class five days a week. And now she's losing some weight. Eventually, she's going to stop losing weight. And so now she decides that she must do even more cardiovascular exercise. She decides to go over to the elliptical machine for several more minutes after each hour-long spinning class. Once again, she starts losing weight. But sure enough, after a couple weeks, she stops losing. Now, what does this weight loss seeker do? She goes on the typical American aerobicizer nutrition program, which goes something like this, coffee and a bran muffin or a bagel for breakfast, maybe a small salad for lunch if she has lunch at all, and maybe a healthy piece of broiled or grilled fish, a baked potato for dinner, hold the butter and no sour cream. Again, she starts to lose weight, but then stops and she's still not looking like her spinning instructor. Perhaps the weight, perhaps she weighs, I should say, the right number of pounds, but she gets out of the shower, stands in front of the mirror, and does not like what she sees. Here's why. This well-intentioned person, unfortunately, has exercised away her muscle tissue, and now we know how valuable muscle is if you want to burn fat. So you have to protect that muscle excessive aerobic exercise especially when it's combined with a lack of proper nutrition will lead to muscle wasting and not unlike the calorie restriction dieter that muscle wasting will result in a slower metabolism and a body that is more efficient at accumulating and storing body fat and of course worst of all whoever has now developed to a point where they can do an hour and a half of aerobic exercise five days per week becomes dependent on that amount of exercise just to maintain their weight. And as soon as they stop, guess what? The weight comes back on. That's why so many runners, and I'm not here to pick on runners. It could be anybody, cyclists, it could be anybody that does a tremendous amount of 
cardiovascular exercise relative to strength training. So that's why they hit a, a threshold and cannot lose additional body fat, even though in the case of runners, they're running many, many hours per week. So we'll get a little bit more into this as we go along. But I want you to understand that if you're doing an hour or more every day and not getting very far, that, needs, that means basically you need to make a change. Where would you go from there, right? Are you going to increase to two hours a day of exercising and then eventually three hours a day? And before you know it, you're going to have to take a day off of work every other day just to get your aerobic exercise in. Of course, you can't progress like that. We're going to reset your metabolism. And that's the trick. It's to reset it uh, or basically reset your body's thermostat. We have to put your body into a state where it's going to hold on to the valuable stuff, the lean muscle tissue, and allow it to go into a state where it will liberate and burn body fat, the stuff we want to get rid of, okay, the adipose tissue. Okay, so at this point, let's take a little pause and let's step back for just a moment. The first thing I want you to understand, uh, first, thank you for listening to everything up until this point. I know a lot of people probably tuned into this first um, episode thinking, oh, I'm going to dive right into an accelerated fat loss program or what's the strategy? Tell me all about it. Here's the thing. We actually have to start at the beginning. We have to build a foundation. We need to understand why we're doing what we're doing. All right. I used an analogy a couple of weeks ago that the first time you take training wheels off of a bicycle for your child, and that's basically where we are right now. Not to say that you need anything remedial, but there's so much misinformation, bad information, confusing information from every different source around you that we actually need to take a step back and pull the bad information out so that there's room now that we can put the correct information into your brain. So the analogy I used a couple weeks ago, the training wheels, we're not going to take, you know, our child or six year old or five year old, however old kids are when they start to ride a bike without the training wheels, we're not going to take them down this huge hill. That's three quarters of a mile long and about a 10% incline or decline. You know, it, it, we're just not, that's not how we're going to start. We're going to start with probably mom or dad holding onto the seat behind them and giving them a little gentle push and kind of coaching them. So that's what I'm attempting to do here. So looking back, I really had two goals for everything we've talked about so far. The first goal, I really just want you to have a, the belief that you can achieve the goals that you're now looking for. So if you don't currently believe that your body can change, I want you just to stop right now and go back to the very beginning of this recording. In fact, I want you to go back and listen to it as many times as it takes because you have to believe. And I can assure you that I've never met a person who did not dramatically improve their body, their health, their fitness um, it, it, without following the approach that we are learning right now. But it has to, it always has to start with the belief that you can do it. I've had people go through this information, not believe, and of course, they did not achieve the result that they were hoping to achieve. So please, you must believe, go back to the beginning of this audio if you don't believe, and re-listen until the point that you do believe. 
All right. I'm not just talking about sedentary people. In fact, the people who are listening to this right now are not sedentary people. They're people that exercise on a regular basis. I'm not just talking about young people. I'm talking about every person from basically a high school athlete to people in their 70s and beyond that have achieved results that others and before they achieved them, they perceived them to be incredible. And I, I don't want to say that the results are incredible simply because that's nature. It's what is supposed to happen when we put the right things into our body and we ask our bodies to do the correct balance between strength training and cardiovascular training. But just remember, belief is absolutely must be there. Can't People cannot achieve their goal without it. So that number one, my goal gets you to believe. Number two, I want you to fully understand what does not work because we are still being sold all kinds of stuff from fitness people, manufacturers to gyms to trainers that have no clue. They're selling us stuff that does not work. All right. I want you to be protected. I don't want you to be fooled anymore. All right. Some very slick marketers out there trying to convince you that something that cannot possibly work will be the magical solution. They want you to fail. Why do they want you to fail? Because when you fail, you're going to go back to them and try another solution down the road. All right. So, and people say to me all the time, it does, how can people want me to fail? Well, take a look at some of the ads that you're going to see every day. Lose weight, lose inches, lose 30 pounds in 30 days, transformation guaranteed. Now, some of these things are changing, um, but I'd say uh, until about a year ago, there was transformation contests on Facebook all the time. And so people say, if what you say is true, how come all these ads are still out there? Why would all these ineffective programs still be in existence? Well, listen, if you have a $70 billion per year business, and it didn't deliver the results people wanted, are you gonna tell anybody that it doesn't actually work? No, because they know that people blame themselves. If you go and start restricting calories excessively, it has nothing to do with willpower. We've already talked about that. But in your mind, you think, gosh, I just didn't have willpower. I couldn't survive eat following that liquid diet, you know, the two-shake diet per day with a salad. I just couldn't do it. It's your body telling you you got to eat. And if you ignore it, it, those signals get worse. And eventually you're going to give in. And the, these fitness and diet people know that you're going to say, you're going to blame yourself. You're not going to say, well, it's just, I was following a technology that will never work. They don't want you to know that they're making a fortune at your expense. All right. So I think we covered that enough. All right. Let's jump into talking about the right nutrition. Everybody knows that we need to eat the right things, but very few people know what those foods are. Why? It's very confusing. There's this new science out there and everybody's making all these incredible discoveries. There's research going on all over the place and it would lead us to believe that we've become so sophisticated, enough so that as human beings, we could do anything. Oddly enough, as more and more research is conducted about obesity cures, Americans are gaining more and more weight. We're getting larger and larger. So my belief is as biological animals, we have not changed very much in the last 200 years. There were physically fit people in the year 1920. There were physically fit people in the year 1860. 
And those people, they didn't even have things like CrossFit, Orange Theory, Tread Climbers, Peloton, and fat-free foods. So realize what worked for the people back in 1860 are going to work for the people in 2020. I also believe that a lot of this new science has done nothing but confuse people even more. There's so much information available that we're completely overwhelmed. And much of the information out there conflicts. Here's a good example. Go to Amazon.com and search the diet or fitness or weight loss section. You're going to find a very popular book that will tell you that the secret to getting lean is to cut out carbohydrates. So that's all you have to do. And it's okay to put mayonnaise on your tuna fish. Don't worry about all the fat. Just cut out carbohydrates. But in that exact same search, if you look a little further, you're going to find another very popular book that states if you want to get lean, you have to exercise. And if you're going to exercise, you need fuel for optimal performance. And that fuel is carbohydrates. So 70% of your carb or calories should come from carbohydrates. So there you go. Two books that go back to back and are exact in complete conflict with each other. Now, if you go back to that same Amazon search one more time, you're, you're going to find another very popular book that says intermittent fasting is the key. You can eat as much as you like as long as your eating window only lasts six hours over a 24 hour period. And then, of course, there's another book that states you can't burn fat without eating fat. Mediterranean diet, flexitarian diet, paleo, weight watchers, people's heads are spinning. They are very, very confused and rightly so. And again, we all know we need the right nutrition. We just don't know what that right nutrition is. So keep listening. You'll soon know exactly what that right nutrition is. But I want you to under understand this right now. The right nutrition means eating a decent amount of food. Yes, you heard that right. Because you have to think of food as fuel. Food is to your body as gasoline is to your car. And food can and should be pleasurable as well. So we have to make sure food is fuel, but not at the expense of enjoying it. So the good news is when you learn to appreciate that your body can become a food processing machine, you'll realize that you can and should fuel your body on a regular basis. That's why I recommend optimally for somebody who maintains what I call the exercise advantage, somebody who's incorporating the other parts of the whole process here between cardiovascular exercise strength training and the right nutrition that's the exercise advantage you and obviously that's you you want to put fuel into your body three times per day just like our grandparents did now as a caveat up until about a year and a half ago fitness professionals dietitians were saying fuel your body every three three and a half hours which means if you're awake long enough you could have between five and six smaller meals Today, what we're saying is we want to eat three meals per day. And again, those traditional labels for that would be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, so eating three times per day. At this point in time, there's, there's new evidence, but we're also showing that people can get lose weight, drop pounds, go through the accelerated fat loss program doing either 
three meals per day, or if you're awake long enough during the day, doing five to six smaller meals. At the end of the day, what really matters most is how many calories are you consuming in that day? So it's not that the five to six meals, you don't want to take in more calories. You just want to make each meal a little bit smaller. Does that make sense? If not, just send me a text message, send me an email. Anytime, this is a good example, anytime you have a question, do not go forward feeling confused, okay? We want to get that question handled as soon as possible. It's important to also change our perception of what a meal consists of. We kind of just mentioned that, but we've come to think of breakfast as a small, quick meal and dinner as a large, sit-down meal. Well, if we're thinking of food as fuel, I think it makes sense that every time we fuel the body, we want to fill up the gas tank. So you should start to think of meal as equal in size. It's funny because sometimes I'll be having a meal around 11 a.m. and somebody will ask me if I'm eating my breakfast or lunch. I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't have a name for it anymore, okay? I don't label it as such so much anymore and part of that was back in the day when we did eat every three three and a half hours you know at 11 o'clock usually i was having my second meal and that still is true today typically 11 o'clock i'm having my second meal unless i am doing some type of an intermittent fasting then usually 11 o'clock is about the time that i have my first meal so it's just my meal number two typically around 11 o'clock because most days i'm up earlier than the average person um so we need to really just kind of be mindful and not get too caught up in that small breakfast, moderate lunch, big dinner framework for our meals. Instead, we really got to get into the practice of balancing them out. Make it and make it a point to enjoy the meals. It's so important to enjoy food, okay? We don't want to make it super bland all the time. The nice thing is when you learn to eat in a healthy, supportive manner, there are times when you can even cheat once in a while and not have any negative consequences as a result. Just about everybody is familiar with the word metabolism, but honestly, not a lot of people know what exactly it means. At the same time, you probably know somebody who can eat everything they want and not put on weight, and chances are that we envy that person, right? The myth is that some people are born with this great metabolism, and it drives us crazy that we don't have that same metabolism. Here's the key to the whole thing. Appreciate that you are not the victim of your metabolism. You are the creator of your metabolism. And you're going to learn that in this program. Metabolism, by definition, very simply means the speed with which your body processes food. That's it. That's all metabolism means. And once you realize that concept and understand that calorie deprivation actually slows the metabolism... The act of asking your body to process the right foods will speed up your metabolism. And when you have a faster metabolism, your body becomes a calorie-burning machine. Now, that might sound a little over the top, but I want us to think about our bodies as a calorie-burning machine because as, again, you put that right food in, it becomes more and more efficient at burning through calories. So the right nutrition makes all the difference for your metabolism. Meanwhile, to give you a quick overview, every time you eat, attempt to eat a supportive meal, which typically consists of the following, a lean protein, a starchy carbohydrate, 
and a fibrous carbohydrate. I will have lists for you so you'll know what a lean protein is, a starchy carb, and a fibrous carb, okay? That meal combination is what's considered optimal or a supportive meal. If you can't do this perfectly, it's okay. No worries. Just do a little bit better than what you're doing right now, and you'll see a result. All we're asking for is progression. Make some progress, okay? Now, I can hear you probably saying, well, this is really great, Brian, but what does it mean in English, please? Okay, we're going to go a little deeper, all right? And I promise you I'm going to give you some examples of all these things. A lean protein would be something like a chicken breast, a turkey breast, perhaps three eggs, however you like them, maybe a piece of fish, perhaps low-fat dairy products or a soy product. By definition, a lean protein would be low in fat. So you want to stay away from frying any of your foods in grease or oil or high amounts of butter. Okay, instead try grilling or broiling. And you want to take the skin off the chicken and the turkey since skin contains so much, quite a bit of the fat. A starchy carb would be something like a potato or a sweet potato, some type of a whole grain, perhaps brown rice, um, some oatmeal. Again, we just want to stay away from the butter or the sour cream or at least minimize it. And a fibrous carb as a simple rule for now would be colorful fruits and vegetables. There's some flexibility beyond that, but for now, that's a really good start. And again, you're going to learn more later. So a healthy meal, including all three elements, might be something like a broiled chicken breast, a baked potato, and some broccoli, or maybe instead of the broccoli, a nice green salad. That would be a great way to fuel your body for one of your supportive meals. Okay, so let's wrap up. I think this is enough learning for your first day. If you want to progress beyond this day, of course you can, as long as that next episode is available. So here's what I'm going to suggest. We're going to end most of these uh, audios with some form of practice or some way to take action. It's absolutely important and critical, I think, to begin to put into play what you're learning. All right, that's the best way that we retain the information. So what I want you to do, I'm gonna, we'll make it simple. It might, for some people, it might not feel so simple, but without going shopping, without doing anything over the top, using what you have at home, I want you to come up with one healthy meal that includes all three elements. All three, the lean protein, the starchy carbohydrate, and the fibrous carbohydrate. The example we've already provided would be like a broiled um, chicken breast, a baked chicken breast with a baked potato, could also be a sweet potato, and a green salad or some type of green vegetable. So if we were to pick and choose other options, we could have maybe a piece of fish with some brown rice and you know maybe some type of a complimentary fibrous carb you know again it could be the salad or some other type of vegetable or that you really really enjoy so that's your assignment for today create one meal before you go to bed tonight one meal that you consume that's going to include all three elements of the lean protein the starchy carbohydrate and the fibrous carbohydrate right now we are learning how to eat in a way that elevates your metabolism 
The only way the accelerated fat loss program works is if our metabolism is working at its optimal at optimal rate. Okay. Any questions, call me, text me 513-325-0886. Send me an email, brian at healthstylefitness.com. And until the next episode, have an awesome rest of your day.